Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hey there. Um, today, um, the topic I want to cover is the topic of belief and that God is a rewarder. So God as reward and belief. So let's first talk about honesty because in some situations, especially if you're in a trial right now or you are, um, you are sick or you're fighting symptoms and something's going on that's troubling, it can be easy to say that you believe only because you, um, you want to say the right thing. But the honest truth may be that you're struggling to believe. So, um, this, this kind of is close to my heart because growing up in the church, I was really good at following the rules and I liken my experience to being a sort of Christian geisha where I was, um, I, I knew all the right things to do and to say. And so it became a, an entrapment of performance living something I would trade upon almost like if I'm good, then I can expect reward. This is, this is the agreement I have with God all the while, um, ignoring the fact that my good deeds are as filthy rags to him. And he wasn't looking for that. He really is looking for people who would follow him. Honestly, like I love how Jesus is not offended by Nathaniel, who said, um, someone mentioned that they'd found Messiah in Nazareth. And he was like, can anything good come from Nazareth? And the Lord was like, oh, a man in Jerusalem in whom there is no guile. And he he went, he's like, oh, that's something I can work with right there. A man who's, who speaks his mind. He's very frank. And my husband is like that. He'll say the quiet part out loud sometimes and I, I just makes me laugh because it goes against all propriety and it's really refreshing I love it just like just say it how it is sometimes you know it's just it cuts to the quick and um of course there's a time for all of that but let's get back to honesty let's get back to honesty in the Christian church where um say you go to church if your church is still open on a Sunday and someone asks you how you are and you're you're just you're really you're struggling but you don't say it because you don't want to look faithless and you don't want to complain and you don't want to grumble but at the same time if you're not able to say that are you able to ask for prayer are you able to just share something that's on your mind that you may need to process out loud with someone you trust um and i think that in so much performance mentality and um coming from religious mindsets and not wanting to look bad or weak that um that we've been taught to to cover things up and basically lie um and the lord the lord isn't involved he's not interested in that because until we're honest um what is it like even if you're in a 12-step program the first step is to admit that you have a problem and I love the definition, or I love the saying, it says, you're as sick as you are secret. So if you're, you have secrets in your life, 
then that's where you're sick and that's where you're inviting all sorts of torment, all sorts of shame, all sorts of demonic involvement because you basically have kept a big uh, bandage on a place that the Lord would be more than happy to heal. You know, uh, she's, he is, he is not disgusted with you because you're, you're not believing right now. He's not disgusted with you because you're sick. He's not disgusted with you because you're wondering how this is all going to pan out. It's okay. That's why he's Emmanuel. He is God with us. Come what may. He loves you. That's just the the um, magnificence of his love is that you don't have to be perfect for him to be drawn to you. You know, he is gentle and lowly as much as he is majestic in his kingship and lordship. And that is why he makes the best company of any time of day, through any season, whatever you're going through. So I just want to say that there is space in your relationship with the Lord to be honest and say, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. Or um, I'm in the same situation my mother and her mother were in. This is generational. And um, right now I'm having trouble believing that that I will get out alive. I just admit it. Be honest. And, and you know, I believe. Yes, yes, sir. I believe. You know, it's healthier just to say I'm, I'm struggling right now. Um, so let me repeat that witty little phrase there. You're as sick as you are secret. And then I added, you're as, you're as daft as your denials. <laughs> so <laughs> denying that you have, um, that you don't have belief is not your way to health. Let's be honest in front of God and uh, get on our way to a more healthy way of living and an honest way of living. I think honesty is something we've all got to get back to. Uh, so what can take away your belief? Well, disappointments. I know if you're sick or you're fighting something, that's that's disappointing. That's not something you ever went to the grocery store and put in your cart you know, willingly. You're like, hey, yeah, I'm going to get a disappointment today. Those are great. Um, setbacks. Maybe you were making some progress and then something else happened, either financially or you had a setback in your health. You were making progress and then maybe you got a cold or a flu or COVID or you couldn't get the medication you needed. I don't know, but there are plenty of things that can set you back. Another big whopper can be when your hope is deferred. So the thing that you were really hoping for to have happen hasn't happened yet. And I know that I have struggled with this a lot with um, prophetic words that were spoken over my life, not five years ago, but 20. And I'm still waiting for to see that happen. And I can get in a real... Um, I can get really perplexed in my head trying to figure out how that's all come, going to come together because my spirit bears witness with the spirit of God that these things that were spoken for are for us, but there's a timing issue. And so your healing or your uh, freedom, I believe they are available now. And yet for some things to occur in our, our lives, Listen, it's a it's a matter of when the beautiful will come. And that's why I love the story of the man at the gate, beautiful, who was sitting there lame. And uh, he 
it turns out he was sitting there at the time that Jesus would walk by that gate and but did Jesus heal him obviously not because he wasn't the one to be healed I believe it was Paul and so his being healed was um his being healed was the matter of the right timing for him for the situation to be beautified for him to be beautified in in health and wholeness and for him to get up and walk and that i love that about the the word beautiful that it's when things come together in the right time right he makes all things beautiful in their time and so time and beautification have um something they're they're linked somehow so um so do you believe well if you're listening to healing journeys today then yeah you do you do have belief you're hoping in jesus christ you're believing the 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 testimonies that you're hearing of of healing you know and you believe that jesus believe that that jesus heals has it happened to you yet perhaps you're waiting right perhaps you have more faith today than you did before because faith comes through hearing and hearing and hearing the word of god not having heard right so keep listening and putting the word before you when i was having odd symptoms in my body there was a verse that i came upon in just seeking the lord and wanting something to hold on to and it was um romans 15 verse 13 and it says may the god of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the holy spirit you may abound in hope and oftentimes you'll come across these verses in the bible which portray a characteristic of the lord and then when the verse is fulfilled in you you portray that same likeness and so i write mirror in the in my margin in the bible because it starts with the god of hope and that is our god our god is so full of hope why because all things are possible with him may the god of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the holy spirit you will abound and overflow with hope so now once his once the hope is realized now you are changed and you're the one looking like god abounding in hope right isn't that beautiful <laughs> i love that okay so what's the what is the fruit of believing and then how this here's how you can take the your own pulse your your belief pulse right the fruit of it is that you have joy and you have peace what are you like when you're not believing i bet you're pretty grouchy because you're hopeless and you get a little cynical and maybe um a little critical i know that's how i am when i'm not believing when someone just got a blessing and a prophecy fulfilled and I'm still waiting for mine, you know, huh, well, that was nice. Huh, nice that that could happen. You know, I'm not really happy for them, right? If I'm not believing that the Lord's going to make good on his word for me. But here's the thing about joy is that it really is your strength. And peace is not just a good fluttering feeling because it says the peace of god will soon crush satan under your feet so don't forget your authority in all of this um because joy and peace yes they are fruit of the holy spirit working in you especially when you believe 
Hebrews 11.6 says anyone who comes to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him. So what are the two criteria of believing? Well, come to him, believe that he is, right? And that he is a rewarder. I really love that because he's like, hey, you've got to first believe that I'm real. And then you also have to believe that I'm a rewarder. It's like, well, okay then. <laughs> I guess they'll come to you because you're a rewarder. I mean, hey, why not? Like you fling the die, you're going to get something in return by seeking him. You just are. I just, I love that about the Lord. I love, that's why children love them. They're like, hey, Jesus is here. He's going to give us a blessing. He's going to tell a joke. I don't know. He'll make a, a coin come out of a fish's mouth. You know what I mean? Like he, he was... He was awesome to be around on earth. And even now, he is he is the best company of any time, any day, right? Let's look at Mark 5. So here it is. Mark 5. Um, let's see. So Mark 5, verse 35. While he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, Your daughter is dead. That's That's bad news. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, do not be afraid, only believe. Now, fear obviously is a big one um, that can impede your way to believing. You cannot be in fear and believe. And here's what happens is if you're just put it, say you put a a line down the middle of a piece of paper and you have the things that you're fearful about and then you, on the right you have the things that you're believing for i don't it might help to actually do that in reality write out all the thoughts in your head that are fearful and are doubting and then write all the things you believe um and i call this when we're uh calculating all the bad things that are going to amount to something very dark and nasty i call that dark math you're doing dark math you're just adding things up wrong to a, a really bad uh result right um but it, this is this is a good project just to see where you are and as part of being honest about our belief in this verse it says verse 36 it says do not be afraid only believe well in that moment that person had jesus tangibly with them yes we have jesus in spirit and yet our faith may tarry and may not just come in in that instant so when i was having symptoms and things were going on in my body things were different i was going to lots of homeopathic doctors spending money that we didn't really have to spend in that category um, and the real thing that I was fighting was fear and fear was, was having its way in my body. I kid you not. It took me, it took, this is my, this is my experience. It took me a year to train my mind out of a fearful pattern of thinking. And it didn't happen without the word of God. Um, because, you know, the word also says that we suffer for lack of knowledge. We, 
there it even says in another place that people die for lack of knowledge and it's not just knowing things it's knowledge of the holy one which is god so there were things that i wasn't believing properly about the lord which was affecting my belief and putting me more into believing that horrible things would happen or that god was capricious that some would get healed and some wouldn't because that's that's just how we felt that day and he was god well he is a God who delights in the prosperity of his people. So how is that consistent with his being capricious? I want you to know that he wants healing for you in as much as he wanted healing for the person that you saw get healed. You claim that for yourself. Why? Because it's an eternal, it's an eternal characteristic of our loving God. Think of communion. Why? What did Jesus give to his disciples the night before he was crucified. He gave his body. That's very important because his body had no sin. The Song of Solomon says there's no flaw in him. There was no flaw. There's no sickness. There's no distress. There's no consequence of sin within his body because he never sinned. Anyway, that's his gift to you. I'm getting off topic, but um, I need to rein it in or else I may get completely lost. Anyway, there is healing available for you. That's the point I was trying to make. And that fear can impede um, your belief, right? So let's go to Mark 9. Honestly, the whole book of Mark is so good to read about um, faith. And especially, I think it's Mark 14, where it talks about the, the word being a seed and that whole progression. All right, so where was I? This is um, the story of the, the man whose boy was having seizures. So Mark 9, verse 21. Um, okay. All right, so verse 20. They brought him to Jesus, and when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And, and often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. Hmm. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Verse 23, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So there are a few things going on here, aside from a, a son being thrown into fire and water, which are actually two ways of baptism, which is interesting. So it's a spirit of mockery, and he's set on destroying this person. And that's basically what demonic spirits want to do. They, they never want to make your life any better. They're just going to, they're out to destroy you. Whereas Jesus gives life, life and gives it to the full always. Anyway, so um, there's something going on here in verse 21, which may also be going on in your life. Because uh, the question is asked to the boy's father, how long has this been with him? How long have you been having symptoms? How long have you been sick? How long has this sickness been in your generations? And so that length of time of being familiar with a sickness or thinking that it's attributed now to your body and your life will also deteriorate your belief, right? But do you know that sometimes things never change? And then other times the word changes everything. So today could be your moment. This could be your moment of change where you pick this truth up and believe for yourself that you will live 
a healthy, fulfilling life and that the sickness that came to your forefathers will not come upon you or your children. And today you draw the line and you put that line in the sand and you say, no more, no more, because you have that authority. The Lord says he's given us all authority to trample over snakes and scorpions, all kind of demonic, you know, be wise and all of that. But um, the authority and the promise is there for you. So the father, I love, see, again, we have a very honest person in the Bible. He says, um, if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus says, well, all things are possible to him who believes, right? If you can, all right. And then the dad cries out immediately. The boy's father cried out, I do believe, help my unbelief. So everything in him believed that Jesus could heal his boy. And still he, he topped it off and said, help my unbelief, help the part of me that has seen this happen so many times that I'm afraid to believe once more that he will be spared from the water and the fire. I, I look on the scars of my boy's hands from from the, the fire and I'm afraid whenever we walk by that, that lake that he's gonna be thrown into it and drowned. Like these tormentive episodes need to stop in his life. So your torment also has an end date and you can call it today, right? By crying out to Jesus Christ and say, I believe. And that's what I do too. I, I believe that is so powerful. When I get just, oh, you know, you overthink and you're like, well, how's that going to happen? And we don't have enough, um, I don't know, of knowledge in this area, or we don't, I don't know, we, whatever, whatever you lack, blah, blah, blah. How is your promise? How is the prophetic word? How is the desire of your heart going to come about? You know what I do? I just clear my head and I stop and I put the face of Jesus in front of me and I look at him and I say, I believe you. I believe you. And you know what? He delights in our faith, right? Remember um, in the beginning of Genesis when Abraham believed and it was accounted to him for righteousness, that so made the hearts, the heart of the Lord swell like Abraham. Oh my gosh, you are going to be the father of so many nations because you believe on me. So Please, I, I just pray that over you right now, that you would tangibly be aware of the Lord's delight and pleasure over you because you just choose to believe him. You look at him and you say, Lord, everything my eyes see is made by your hand. Go out tonight and look at the stars made by the Lord's hand and just tell him if he can put stars in the sky and planets in orbit and a heart in your body and a mind to, to seek him with and all those things. Tell him you believe. Just minister that to the Lord. I believe you, Lord. I believe you, Lord. And then rehearse all of the characteristics of the Lord back to him. You are truth. You are always true. Lord, you're Jehovah Rapha, my healer. You're always healing. You're always healing. You're always doing these things, right? And what's a characteristic of love? Love believes all things. So if you want to minister love back to the Lord, believe all things about him. You know, that's so that's so important not just to take the 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 gifts of the Lord, but to take them as crowns and put them back on his 
back at his throne and just say, I know this because you revealed it to me and you're always this. And now I have something to give back, right? And that's how we find our purpose is in knowing the thing that we have to give, knowing um, the way that the Lord has created us. And then we minister that back to him, you know, as, as a gift. And we minister that to his people. Speaking of people, let's get to Lazarus. I love the story of Lazarus. It's just, oh, it's just, is, is amazing. Um, let's start in John 11, verse 17. Now, when Jesus came, he found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb four days. Oh dear. <laughs> That's a long time, isn't it? Hmm. Um, What's interesting about this is what happened on the fourth day of creation. The Lord separated the light from the darkness. Anyway, okay, so Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles off, and many of the Jews who had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. So when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him. But Mary remained seated in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Hmm. Martha said to him, yep, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever, whoever believes in me, though he die, he shall, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God who is coming into the world. So very interesting language in this because Jesus says um, that your brother will rise again. And then Martha has a completely different time frame of like, yeah, you know, I know he's going to rise when we all rise and it's going to be wonderful. But now he's dead and I'm really bummed, Lord, because you're a little late according to my watch. Um so again, beautification and time <laughs> happening at different simultaneously, right? In this in this passage. And so Jesus questions her and he says, "I am the resurrection and the life. Do you believe this?" When he has said to you that he is the resurrection and the life, do you believe this? This is an important question that he he probes our hearts for because then he knows if he has something to work with, right? With, are all things possible? Do you believe that? And she says, I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God who is coming into the world. And so her verbiage is present tense. He says, I am, and she meets it with, you are. And so maybe you could go through the Bible today or this week and write down everything that the Lord says he is. I think John 11 has a few where he's the door. He is the, the good shepherd, all those things. And you minister those back and say, Lord, you are good. You are the good shepherd. You are the alpha and omega. You are the beginning of creation. You are the first fruits of creation. One of my favorites is the one. Jesus is the one. I go to the market and all I want is a drink and there are about 50,000 different kinds of juices and sodas and teas and kombuchas. And you know what? It makes me a little nervous. If someone were to just hand me one drink, I'd be like, thank you very much. And I love to know that Jesus is the one. I don't have to go shopping for different 
gods or religions or anything like that. He is the one and he is sufficient. He's everything you need. So there's the story of Lazarus. Um, and then Hebrews 11.6, anyone who comes to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder. So back to that. Um, you know, that's why I don't like the phrase it is what it is because what 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 is that what it's really saying is this is how things are going to be all the time but i can't believe that and i don't want to hear that it's just like oh okay it's this way so i'm giving up and i'm not pressing into the situation for for to see something better come out of it right like i wouldn't just fail my kids and be like wow you kind of did something lame the other day. I guess that's just who you are. <laughs> that would be really unloving. No, I want to, I want to hold them to a high level because I know that their potential is for higher things, is for better things. I know that my children are taught by the Lord and that their peace is great. I know that they are established in righteousness. I know that they are far from oppression for they shall not fear and from terror for it shall not come come near them so there's offense defense right there already right so it's not it's not what it's oh, it is what it is can we just throw that out also while I'm on a rant I would also like to pick apart the phrase of fake it till you make it because that completely goes against an honest process fake it till you make it why when you could be making progress toward authenticity in something uh, my sister and I argue about this because um, she thinks if you're faking it, then you're in a mindset helping you want to do the right thing. And I'm thinking, well, just do it. There's just discipline involved. But anyway, things we say that we might need to just look into a little bit more. Um, so let's go over with just let's end with going over the word belief. You can find it in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 20. So that's in the Old Testament. And you can also find it in Romans 10, verse 9. Obviously, throughout the Bible, you find the word believe. But what it's um, really saying here is it's, um, it's, it's a trust issue. You believe Jesus because you trust that he's true and that he's honest and that because he died for you, he left heaven to live in your heart. He left heaven to be revealed to you as the way, as the truth, as the life, as your healer, as your greatest joy, the joy of all the earth, the joy of man's desiring is Jesus. Um, so the belief that we're talking about is a personal trust that produces obedience. So that, you know, he doesn't want people serving him begrudgingly who are like, well, I got to go serve God now. Ew. You know, what if that's how my husband brought me a cup of tea? Well, here you go. It's three o'clock. Here's your cup of tea. Yeah, I'd be like, thank you. Keep it. I'll get it myself. So we serve him and we, we delight to obey him. He says that Jesus said that those who love him, obey him. And for whatever situation you're in, your first step is to believe in honesty and to sort out those issues which, were, which are impeding your way. Um, 
And also, I also want to mention that in the stories that we, we covered in Mark 5 and Mark 9 and also in John 11, we see that people came to him and they sought him out. There was something they, they knew Jesus was that they could um, go after. And then what, what happened? They were rewarded, right? The, the, the man's young boy was uh, lifted up and could walk again and the demons left him. And then the, so that was the boy with seizures. And then um, number nine, the, the ruler of the synagogue's daughter lived. So that man got his daughter back. And then Lazarus comes back to life. That's the, the ending of the story, right? Is that he comes back. Praise God. I mean, just read that story again. It's so good. It's so good. So then what is the reward? Well, these are, these are people being given back to people. And I just want to also just leave that with you, that that people are the true riches. <laughs> Jesus came to, to die for you, to die for people of the world whom he loves. Um, although, you know, we love nice things and, and we, we can, are concerned about houses and good education, good schools and the cars we drive. Those are nice, but, but those have... Goodness, they pale, so pale in comparison to a person. And that's what our ministry is to, through the Lord Jesus, is to other people. Um, so I just, I just, I bless you in believing that you would have joy and peace in believing by the God of all hope, that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you would abound and overflow with hope, that that would be your reality, and that you would not only believe that God is a rewarder of those who earnestly seek him, that you would know him as a rewarder, um, and that you would see that you, you, you not just enjoy his rewards, but enjoy the rewarder. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.